fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't even know what to say today other than Merry Christmas. Uh, I just got some some news that I'll share a little bit later. Uh, but I got to tell you, I am absolutely uh, floored at this opportunity to talk to you today on a day that's very important. On a day that we get a chance to do something different. And for all the right reasons, we get a day to focus on, I think, because of the quiet, because of the peace, and because of the calm on this silent night. We get a chance to unplug from the noise and to focus on what matters most. I'm excited to do that with you today. I'm Justin Barkley in for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. Good morning. This is the Glenn Beck program. All right, back in. It is Justin Barkley filling in for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. A Merry Christmas, a Merry Christmas Eve. Again, we got a chance to do something different today. When I first got the call about this show and, and what we might do today and the fact that it would be today, I mean, there are all kinds of things that went through my mind, but the most, the one that stood out, I think the most was the fact that we get a chance to get together and we get to connect and we get to talk about things that matter most. Look, there's a lot happening in the news in the past. Several years now, it's been a constant feed. And a lot of it really noise. I always say like it's really like drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> it's constantly coming at you. And how do you make sense of what matters and what really is garbage? What the junk is? I think we're getting better and better at that. But I also think that the better we get, the more of it is coming at us and literally nonstop. I, I think some of this started in the beginning with the advent of the 24-hour news network. I mean, we could follow it all the way back to see some of the roots. It used to be that we got our news in a different way. It used to be that we had conversations with each other in a more personal way. And we had a lot more time to really sit and digest what was going on in the world. And maybe the issues of the day, right? We had time to really kind of uh, think through it all. Make sense of it all. Uh, nowadays... There's no time to think. There's no time to really process. It's just simply reaction. And this causes all kinds of things. I and mean, we, we react. We Everything's outrageous. And I'm here to tell you that the sky is not really falling. Although, boy, it feels like it. At times, because we're being told... That the sky is constantly falling. There's reasons for that. There's a reason why we want to be plugged in and we want to stay informed. The simple human reason that we want to know 
where the threats are coming from. We wake up every day because we want to check the news and find out, okay, what do I need to protect my family from today? It's very simple. We're hardwired that way. Not much has changed, really, from the the days of... Oh, I, I don't know, cavemen waking up, <laughs> tracking their uh, their club around and and, and just t- taking a peek out the cave. Uh, you know, I'm being funny here, but we still do that today. Now we, we wake up and we grab the phone and then we scroll through our notifications to see what, what happened while I was sleeping. What what do I need to know about? What do I need to, to be on alert for right now? And they know that. I say they, I'm, I'm talking about the folks who are constantly feeding us this noise. Oh, and the, and the folks who... You know, profit from us being in that constant state of alertness. What does that do to us? What does that do to our families? There are chemical reactions that constantly happen, by the way, um, when you're at that constant state of awareness. The adrenaline, the overload, that all those things can happen. You're constantly in fight or flight mode. And so we're not making maybe the best decisions. So that's why I think today is an opportunity and really a gift, because we get a chance to slow down. We're going to come together during a holiday with family, with friends, with loved ones, to just really take a step back and a pause. And I think these pauses have gotten fewer and further between and also a lot shorter. Because people used to take, you know, weeks off during the holidays at one point. Just kind of turn everything off. The news cycle, the folks would leave Washington, the news cycle would slow down. But I guarantee everything picks back up tomorrow or Thursday. We're starting the slowdown process now. And so why I think today is an opportunity for us to have this conversation to talk about what really matters most, but not just what really matters most. Why? A chance for us to have the conversation so that we can be intentional throughout this time. We can take that pause. You got to... A great conversation with a man who I respect. His family uh, is is one of the leading families where I am, my hometown in West Michigan, where I live right now in Grand Rapids. And uh, these folks are, they are philanthropic. They are very generous. They are very giving. And they had a, a great upbringing. And there's a, there's a great atmosphere and a great culture of that here a foundation that was laid many years ago many years ago before even the folks that live here came to this country and i think rooted in that was faith and as we talked about faith and we had a conversation about their holiday gathering around thanksgiving and the dinner table he told a story about how one of his brothers as they all got together as a family took a pause 
a pause before they prayed on Thanksgiving. Everyone gathered around the table, the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing or dressing, no matter what you call it. Because if you're Southern, I think it's dressing. (laughs) Whether the cranberries are there or not, it does not matter. But they paused before they prayed. And his brother made the point that we want to pause before we pray so that we don't just rush through it. Because in the world that we live in today where they're constantly feeding us all of the information, all of the news, most of it noise, and every single alert popping up on our phone, there's a tendency that we just want to run through or rush through what it is that we've got to do, and we really lose sight of the magic that happens in those moments. Oh, there are monumentous things that happen in the many, many moments. It doesn't take much. But just our focus, maybe redirecting it. And that's what I'm excited about today, to stop and take a look at that. Because when this man said that his brother stopped and said, we're going to focus just on taking a breath before we pray. We're not going to rush through it before we say grace, before we give thanks for the food that's on our table. Let's just take a pause and focus in why we're here, why we're doing this, and why it matters. So this Christmas, on this very day, I'm so excited to be here with you because I think we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to come together in so many ways with friends, with family, with folks all across this country, not just across the dinner table. And remember the real reason why we're all here and why it matters. Talk more about that here in just a second. A quick pause. I'm Justin Barkley in for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. Back right after this. Merry Christmas. It is Justin Barkley. I'm live from Wood Radio in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and an opportunity to, to talk with you today in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. And Glenn's taking some time off. Smart guy. Little time to, and, 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 and by the way, well deserved. No matter what patents do say, uh, he works hard. <laughs> and a chance to really just, uh, uh t- take a pause and, and remember what matters most, whether that's w- with your family, spending some time thinking about your faith on a day like today. I think most of us will take a little time to to do something or maybe things a little bit differently, no matter whether you're working today or not. If you're working or you're going over the woods and over the river and through the woods to grandma's house, or maybe you're preparing a food where you are right now, and I'm just grateful that we get a chance to talk to each other. It's not lost on me. 
all of the things that I said earlier, and I, I, I mean that we do have an opportunity today in such a world where we're filled with chaos and noise and everyone yelling, fighting and screaming at each other. We're constantly outraged about everything because they told us that we have to be. In the world that we live in today, it's great that we have a chance, no matter if it's just a moment here or there, to really recenter and refocus and think about what matters most. It may, may be different things to you, and it may be something completely and totally different to me. Some of the biggest things in my life, faith and family and the friends, and of course, I just got some news about someone who I consider family, very close to me, in the hospital right now, who could use some prayers. So I'm going to selfishly ask for that. Not necessarily what I had planned to talk to you about right now, but I'm going to selfishly ask for some prayers for that person without saying who it is or telling what they need. If you're the praying kind, she could definitely use them. But this is a moment that we can come together, and again, whether it's around the dinner table or whether it's around the radio, no matter where you are, you're listening on your phone, it's a chance for us to really refocus on what matters most and think about those things. In a world where everything is moving a million miles a minute, it feels like we are out of control. And maybe that's because we are. But maybe somebody else is in control. When we think about that today, and we'll have a moment to really maybe share some of the things that are happening. Because as wild as it seems, and boy, it sure does, there's a saying in the news business That I find often rings true. If it bleeds, it leads. And if it bleeds, it leads means if it's a, if it's a story that is negative, if it's a story that scares people, if it's a story that is about tragedy, well, that, that's the greatest gift you can get in the news business. Because this is a story That will draw people in, that will attract people, and that will keep people listening. I don't know if you've noticed in the past a few years, decade, two maybe, the constant drone about weather. Yeah, some of this is, is talk about climate change, and some of this is talk about uh, just regular everyday weather events. But I've had conversations with meteorologists, a really good one here locally, who have a really common sense approach, a really sensible way of talking about things and dealing with things and putting things into perspective historically when it comes to weather. We tend to get these weather reports like the sky is falling, and I guess in some cases, when it is the weather, the sky is literally falling, but... We tend to get these weather reports delivered to us in such a way. They hype it up. I don't know if you've noticed this, but they hype it up in such a way that 
has to keep you listening. They've got to keep you on the hook. They have to constantly reel you in. Because you've got to stay tuned to the TV. You can't turn away because it makes you feel that, like, if you do, the same way with that news, that your very survival depends on it. Well... I'm not telling you to put your head in the sand. But I'm just asking you to think about it intentionally and maybe differently. And one of the ways I'll do that today is we'll show you some of the things that are happening. Because these are some stories that you're not hearing. Let me just read you some headlines literally off of Drudge right now. Stocks on a high. More records smashed. Fed's quietly making efforts to calm market because the market is 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 on fire. I read a headline the other day that said that we've had the greatest decade in the history of whatever. So there are stories that make you squirm. There are stories that certainly scare you, and the way they're delivered can too but our economy is on fire and i think there are more good things happening in the world today than there are bad there's certainly no shortage of bad things don't get me wrong i'm not pollyanna right i'm not uh overly optimistic i'm just telling you the reality is there's plenty of good we don't hear about the good Because we're too busy focusing on the bad. And they're too busy focusing on the bad. How about this? $34.4 billion, the biggest shopping day in history. Just headlines. I'm just reading you some of the headlines here. I don't even have to go into great detail. And honestly, yes, there are major things happening on a large scale. But I think... Even great things are happening all over the world and certainly closer to home than you would even imagine. And they would lead you to believe. In fact, one of the things that I like to say and I talk about on a daily basis, because I do a local show where I'm at, uh, we talk really about the local things that are happening, the things that are happening right here in our community. And for you... And me? I think what's happening here in your own backyard, wherever you may be, far more important what's happening to see. And we'll talk about that. And how to come together with each other. Coming up next, a unique situation. Two twin sisters completely opposed politically. But how do they get along if they can do it? We'll tell you how you can too. Coming up next on the Glenn Beck Program, it's Justin Barkley in for Glenn today. You're listening to Glenn Uh, Merry Christmas. It is uh, Christmas Eve day. Justin Barclay. uh, You can get to me, by the way, at Mr. Justin Barclay on Twitter. Justin at Justin Barclay, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y. Justin at JustinBarclay.com. If you go to JustinBarclay.com, just uh, click on the comment there down and below, and you, that message will go straight to me. 
Weigh in. Join the program at any time. That's what this is all about today. And Merry Christmas. Uh, Christmas Eve, a very special Christmas Eve. Filling in for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. And it's it's my pleasure. As we get to kind of focus on the things that really matter most. And the things that we get to share with each other. I think an opportunity to take a break and a pause from all the noise and the chaos that's normally coming through the speaker on TV and, and of course, through the screens on the Internet, scrolling Facebook. You know, it's funny because they, they, they say, you know, most of folks have gone home from Washington and the cameras are gone and things are taking a break. But Twitter is still open 24-7. <laughs> uh, so we'll take a pause from that, too, at, at times and maybe focus on what matters most. And here to help us kind of do that today, i got a couple of folks. These two ladies you may have actually seen on shows like Fox and Friends, and they've been highlighted in a couple of different places. They're sisters. They're twins. But they, as much as they have in common, couldn't disagree more when it comes to the issues. Politically, they're completely opposite on the ends of the spectrum. And here to talk a little bit about how that works for them and, of course, how you can come together during the holidays, no matter your political affiliations or your ideologies. Uh, two twins, Monica Sparks and Jessica Ann Tyson, and both politicians as well. Welcome in and Merry Christmas, ladies. Thank you. Absolutely. Guest. A Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Uh, Monica and Jessica are here. Monica Sparks and Jessica Ann Tyson. And these two are twins. They're identical twins. Now, you could tell them apart because their outfits are different, but they both have on Christmas-themed outfits, so you guys have a that, lot in common with each other. We do. That, too, but, you know, everyone asks, how do you tell? Like, the older we get, I think we look a little more different, but mm. um, how can you tell Mole Monica? I have a mole on my face, but I'm not a mole. Oh. I just, I have a mole on my face, <laughs> i.e. Beauty Mart. <laughs> I, I love it. So, the, And everybody has, my wife is a twin, too, so oh, yeah. not, awesome. not identical. But uh, there's a very close bond with twins is what I've what I've oh, come yes. to realize. And, you're, I mean, you've always been with each other. You've never known a day that you didn't, you weren't, you know. Woolmates, yeah. That's what she called, too. Yeah. yeah, so it's really fascinating. But what, what, what makes me think about this is that these two are not just twins, but they also have similar interests in similar fields but disagree in in some ways and one of that might be politics and and policy and issues and certain things oh yeah just a, just a slight difference <laughs> and Mon- here monica you heard is is the democrat and then jessica proud republican which is interesting to me how does this happen you know you 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 both had many of the same experiences growing up you're you know, uh, a lot of ways, almost practically the same person, right? Uh, genetically and things like that, right? As science yeah, would say. I feel that way many days. Yeah. It's it's wild, but somehow, in some way, uh, you split in, in these ways. And I want to talk about this because I think it's fascinating. Uh, and I think a lot of people do. Matter of fact, you've been featured all over news, uh, nationally, all over the place. Internationally, nationally. People, yeah. they're, they're just as fascinated as I am. Is what is going on here? But and you've run for office and currently are uh, county commissioner in Kent County and yes. in the state of Michigan and serving now. And uh, this is you. I'm sure you have people walk up to you on the street, say, Monica, what is your sister up to? What's going on? <laughs> that too. And or Jessica, they think I'm her. Yeah. Yes. 
They you, do. Do you ever get an earful from some people, Jessica? Oh, man, do What's I that? ever. What is Do that? I ever. You're, Sometimes I have me. to say, just stop. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I listen a little bit, but I'm like, okay, well, how can we turn your sister? Because if we could just turn your sister mm-hmm. back to the right way, and I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but if you've got a better plan, let me know. <laughs> do you guys know where you where, where the path split? Like what it was? It, was there a certain time or something that happened uh, through the years? I don't know. I think that our parents um, may have sent mixed messages because she could have sworn that our dad thought um, that he was Republican based on some of the ideology that our parents have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a teenager and yeah. our father shot, taught us how to, you know, Rifles, shoot, gun, yeah. shoot guns. You yeah. know, our mm-hmm. parents taught us how to how to uh, make sure that we were self sufficient. Took us to the farmers market so we could, you know, make sure that we uh, learn business structure and oh, yeah. so many different things. And not that Democrats can't uh, do those things, but they're very, very ideology of a Republican. And uh, that's that's how I grew up. And I swore my parents were Republican. They were very active politically. But as a kid, um, if you remember back in those days, it's been a little while. You never you never <laughs> talked about whether you were Republican or Democrat. Uh, yeah. You never right. talked about that. You never talked about whether you're Protestant or uh, Christian. You never talked Politics about anything. And religion, yeah. yeah, you never talked about those things. But we would see them. They would take us to the voting pools, mm-hmm. polls. And uh, it was just very interesting. Mm-hmm. And they would entertain everyone that came to the door, anything about an election, up, oh, everybody gather around, everybody come and sit, oh. and we're going to talk to this individual because we need to know what they stand for. And our parents were always about that, so they taught us our rights and responsibilities, you know, being African Americans uh, for voting. Wow, and that's a powerful thing. It's Pro- very powerful. Prob- probably a big reason behind that, too, is that this is something that, Historically, uh, they probably talked about the significance of this, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and our yes. parents are seniors. You know, mm-hmm. they're in their 80s going to 90s. So yeah. they're, they've seen a lot of things. You know, they, they've seen the opportunities where they didn't have uh, the opportunity to vote. And then they've seen the opportunities come their way that they had the, the voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've been through a lot. And you can imagine what Absolutely. that, what that, that is lifespan's like. Purple yeah. Heart. Korean War veteran. Wow. Mom was a school teacher for 37 years. 37 years. Mm -hmm. Taught in an international classroom for all of those years. Wow. Uh, Students that were coming from different countries, couldn't speak English. So we've seen a lot in our life. So we have, yeah. So what makes me think about this is that even though you have differences in in, uh, opinions on things, I always feel and see when I have interactions with people that I believe we have a lot more in common with each other than... What's talked about on the nightly news? Let's be honest. Um, Agreed. Agreed. And you come together, and you you two certainly have a lot more in common with each other. Uh, it, but but there's so much to learn too, because as your parents were teaching you about uh, voting and maybe issues and allowing people to come and talk, and and you were seeing those things, you learned a lot probably too by watching them and their interactions. They may have disagreed politically, but. You just didn't know because they were so agreeable with each other. Mm-hmm. And you're right about that because just the other day we were at the house and mom says, Jess, your president, she <laughs> refuses. She says he is not my president <laughs> and she, she refuses. I remind her she lives name. in America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she reminds mm-hmm. her that. But uh, we, Jess is the butt of a lot of our jokes, mm-hmm. our family jokes. Um, sorry about that. But. Hate it for you. Real talk. So she's the butt of a lot of our jokes, but she only became the butt of our jokes during this administration because before 
we just kind of thought, okay, that's her choice. That's her decision. We didn't think much about it, but now everybody, everyone's so polarized mm. and everyone is just so opinionated mm-hmm. that it's hard to remember that we are in a democracy and you have the right here in America to live your choice and to have your choice as to who you want to represent you as a president. So I want to give folks maybe some tips because I know you two are very, yeah, you're, you're very um, into this, but not only that, but you're, you're into helping other people as well. So oh, yes. what, what can we do, especially around the holidays, Christmas Eve now? People Break out are, the list, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, people are going to go and be with family, and that's tough any time of year for some folks, yeah. but especially when, you're, when we have these heated political discussions. Oh, yes. Well, I think it starts with the hostess or mm-hmm. host. Mm-hmm. Let's get some of those tips. Hang on for a second. We'll take a quick pause and be back right after this. I'm Justin Barkley in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Merry Christmas. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's Justin Barkley in for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. We're just talking with Monica Sparks and her twin sister, Jessica Ann Tyson. They're twins, identical, but they're on opposite ends of the spectrum politically. And talking about how you can get together and get along for the holidays with family. And you said it starts with the host. You have to know the players of the game, the people that you are actually inviting. And you have to make allowances within the event And Jessica is excellent at planning events, so she could probably speak to that a little better. Um, I'm excellent, too. but uh, Not as excellent as I. Just a little competitive. (laughs) But uh, she could probably speak to that as far as, uh, I think we put together a post and we were talking about that before. Well, you know, if you are the host or hostess of the event, one thing that you should do is, uh, like Monica said, who are the players? Mm. Is it Uncle Bob and he's coming and he's just got the biggest boisterous loudest voice then we need to kind of talk to uncle bob before he gets there Mm. and let uncle bob know that listen you know we're trying to do something different we're trying to make sure that all opinions are heard or don't even go down that path so uncle bob can you not make mention that xyz whatever don't wear your nra uh lifetime membership jacket you know that kind of yeah and then put and then put pictures up let everyone know when they when they come in the the tone of the house or the room put pictures up Things that remind them of home, things yeah. that remind them Family. of back in the day yeah. where things were, were, were gravy, if you will. Yeah. Remind people of that. Remind people of um, uh, stories, you know, if you're into scripture, Bible stories, things of that nature, so that you can direct conversations. Mm-hmm. And you can make it really fun, too, you know, by handing, handing everyone some information when they first come in. Let's talk about family. Uh, the rule and the ground rule is set, the guideline. Only family. We only talk about family mm-hmm. um, and things that matter to us. Turn off the television. Turn off oh the radio, but not the Glenn Beck show. Not, not that's that. Right. Keep not us that. on. We, yeah. we want to keep, right. keep that on always. That's but right. make sure that you you don't put things out there that can start those immediate conversations or spark those feelings uh, that individuals have so they won't be guided to those conversations Mm -hmm. but there's there are some times though that families do want to get into political conversation Mm -hmm. uh when we're thanksgiving uh again like monica said i was the butt of all the jokes uh there came a point 
that uh, because I'm a little bit stronger of an individual, I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. And my mother uh, said, I said I wasn't going to say anything, but I have one question. Why did President Trump la, 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 la? And that was an opportunity for me to actually enlighten everyone in my family because I'm a little bit more informed. But it was the way that I did it in a very respectful way because I knew that everyone else in the house was against me besides my husband and my daughter. But We're there is a way they are. But there is a way to <laughs> there's a way to do it. Right. You know, there's a way to uh, not not put it in their face. Right. I think you know? one thing we have to remember is, are we adults? Like at the end of the day, are we adults and children are looking at us and we are creating a culture and many of us just want to throw our words around Mm -hmm. without the we want the right to throw our words around, but not the responsibility that comes after Mm -hmm. we've said and what happens Mm -hmm. after we've said these damaging things have consequences Mm -hmm. and so do our words. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, I'm just reminded thinking about this, too, that there are going to be other families that are more aggressive with each other, mm-hmm. and yeah. that traditionally they're fine with having the back yes. and forth. So you know your family, get into exactly. that and enjoy it. Yeah, yes. I mean, you know your family. Uh, there's some families, like, they thrive on it. Like, there are some days that I'm with some of my friends, and oh, it feels good to just let it out and let it rip and yeah. tell them all that I know, and then they tell me what they don't know. Uh, but, you know, but at the end, you know, like... Um, if we make- all agreed with her, we'd all be wrong, okay? <laughs> She's crazy, but let me tell you this. So, you know, if you, if you if you have your family and they are about that kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know... Um, camaraderie that's fine but then don't serve impeachment pie you know what i'm saying Uh. like think about what you're actually doing don't spark a flame to to make it grow Mm. but just spark the flame so that they feel comfortable enough to be able to be themselves and to say what they what is on their mind but like monica said and that's so good sissy responsibility you have to be responsible with your with your words are you agreeing with me the democrat are you no, I, uh, that just I, I am she agreeing with that? that point that you said, because it's true. Sister. She's agreeing with her sister. And think <laughs> about that. As we look at what's happening in your family and in each of our families, what if we do our best to make sure that uh, little pieces of that are planted throughout our country? And mm. as a nation, we can come together because exactly. we're all Americans. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we all are. We all want. A successful America. We all want a successful place where our citizens can thrive, where people who live here and come here can thrive, our new Americans, where they can thrive. Um, I, I heard uh, one person, Mayor Kepley, last night was talking about the refrigerator policy. Do you, have you ever heard of that before? What's, what's the refrigerator? So the refrigerator policy is when you go to my house, maybe the first, second, third time, I get what you ask. If you ask for a glass of water, you're not going to just go into my refrigerator. I'm going to get it for you. But after a while, that maybe that third, fourth, fifth time, hey, you go get it yourself. And that's where the sense of belonging happens. Mm -hmm. And you get it yourself. And you're able to take care of yourself. And you're able to uh, understand. Sounds like a Republican to me. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Take care of yourself and, and help out. And add and contribute as we know many immigrants and refugees add much much to our economy you know it's interesting because we hear this story and i hear you talking when you say this and i appreciate the lessons we're learning here we gotta unfortunately we're out of time so we have to wrap up jessica ann tyson and monica sparks we focus on what matters most when we focus on our connections and those bonds last because they're bigger You're listening to Glenn Beck.